Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hello, darling Amy. How are you? I'm good, my darling. I'm really good. I'm excited to dive into this chat today. It's so good. Thank you for being here and saying yes and always showing up. My pleasure. I love it that we, yeah, I had this conversation with Amy. Actually, I think I just sent you a DM and was like, I just had this idea. I think I must have caught myself comparing myself on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I know that you have these really open, honest, vulnerable conversations. Actually, somebody, somebody I was working with recently was like, I love the way that Amy shows up and does these things. And, um, and I thought, you know what, I think it's beautiful to have, um, fellow women, especially Mm. on this journey and where you, and we've had these conversations over and over again, where it's like, this is how I'm feeling and nothing's off the cards. Like we'll, we'll talk about the highs and the lows. Yeah. So important. Dive into it together and aren't afraid to be like, this is how should I feel or whatever. And I think what I, what made me reach out and want to record it is because something that I hate about my business sometimes is you know, whether it's an Instagram following or a certain status people perceive of you because of writing books or Mm. podcasting or, you know, that people think that you've got it all together. And I love peeling back that lie. I'm like, "Mm -mm. (laughs) don't put me on a pedestal. I'm a (laughs) host. It's super, super important. So, I mean, it's very easy, I think, when, you know, you find any kind of semblance of success to to allow yourself to be put on that pedestal mm. and because it can feel quite safe up there and mm-hmm. to enjoy these people's images of you being like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you never compare yourself anymore. You never make mistakes anymore. You're just swimming in money and success and connection when the reality is so different and it is so easy. And I think a lot of creatives and entrepreneurs who get to a place where people pedestal them, they want to stay there because it feels very safe, but it is so important. It is so important to have these discussions and to recognize that no matter where you are in the journey, you mm-hmm. know, these things, they, we're going to come across comparison. We're going to come across imposter syndrome. We're going to come across, you know, these feelings of insecurity, wherever we're at. And I love mm-hmm. that we get to peel back and talk about them together because mm-hmm. it's so important. Yeah. It's so interesting. Hey, because I think there was a moment where, you know, I was like, yes, I'm building, you know, this reputation. And obviously it's part, you and I, you and I both teachers and experts or, you know, we're helping people along Mm. the way who are wanting to take the journey that we took. And so we're constantly looking back and being like, yeah, here's how I got it. And Mm. it it serves us to not put ourselves too far. It does. Yeah then no one wants to learn from someone who's just like, I've got it all together. A hundred percent. Like there is something, you know, we can, I think this is something that's kind of misunderstood in this space is like we can be leaders and be deeply fallible and we can mm. be experts and have make big mistakes. And in mm. fact, it just, it only enhances uh, the wealth of what you have to give to the world when you're open and honest about um, the humanness of mm. daring to be an entrepreneur, daring to be a creative, daring to take up space. Like mm-hmm. it, it only makes us better teachers. It only makes yeah. us better leaders when we're honest about um, all of the shit that comes up with being really brave and courageous mm-hmm. and doing the thing that we've been called to do. Mm. And I think there was, when I started out, there was big entrepreneurs and people that you admired. And, mm. and I think over the times I've seen the paradigm shift of being like, 
yeah, that's all well and good. And I think that was something I was looking for. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be in an audience of people being like, and then I did this, 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 and now I'm here. I was like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. But like, can you tell me some of the like, Greedy, yeah, like not good stuff because that makes me feel better. (laughs) Yeah, and it makes us. I think you know when we don't see the gritty and we don't see that gnarly stuff, we think. I think it encourages our perfectionism and it encourages this idea that oh, maybe you can do it without fucking Mm. it. Maybe you can do it without feeling insecure, and you can't. It's just Mm. just such a lie. And Mm. I think it's really irresponsible for people who are in leadership positions or who are sharing their story to negate Mm. this part of their story because. Mm we are in a, you know, a culture of really, really pervasive perfectionism. Like people mm-hmm. want perfection from themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've, and I think sometimes it's because a lot of people, especially on social media will show their lives without, mm-hmm. with, without mm-hmm. the, the grittiness. Mm-hmm. So I just want to get yeah. into it. I just want to, yeah. you know, yeah. Say it how it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I love that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Yes, we're looking for business advice or writing to yeah. things, but we're also just looking for humans to connect with and be like, yeah. oh, you've done it. I can do it too. Or yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's, it's possible as well. It's totally, mm. it's totally possible with the feelings of comparison, with the feelings mm. of being inferior, like success and abundance and connection is possible with these, mm. with the grittiness involved, with yeah. the failures involved and with the comparison mm. involved. Yeah. And let's jump into comparison. Cause I think mm. it's a, a killer of dreams yeah. and killer of action, killer of self worth, um, and yeah, it, it just has so much potential to be brutal. Mm. And I think you know one of the things that has been really like riling me up of late is this idea of, and I know you talk about this a lot, people who think they can't start or their business isn't worthy enough if they don't have a social media following. Yes. And is a huge one, which I'm just like, ill. like I get it and I understand it. And I'm on the privileged side of having mm. grown that early on. Yeah. And that does have benefits in my business. But there's also many clients that I've got and people that I, um, you know, if examples of my own life and people that I've watched where it, you know, you've pitched yourself and it's actually more about your confidence and self-belief and the idea and your ability to execute that is cuts through beyond oh my God. A online presence. Oh my God. This is such a big point of comparison. Oh, they have, and because it's so easy to compare, right? Because the, it's numerical. It's like very obvious how much an inverted commas like better Probably. they are, you know, yeah. like they've got more followers. They've got, they get more likes, they get more interaction. It's such an easy space to become very vulnerable and start comparing yourself and start getting insecure. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like whilst I understand that it plays, it's very, you know, and these social media apps are literally playing with our, you know, with mm-hmm. our brains. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense that we feel that insecurity and it makes sense that we want to compare, but there's a narrative that's being built that we have to have these big social followings in order to make connection, in order to, to be successful entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and creatives. And it is essentially a lie. And I think we're gatekeeping ourselves from success. Mm-hmm. I asked my audience the other day um, who has a small social media following and who is being, who is a creative full-time, who is having success as a mm-hmm. small following and the amount of people, you know, like 2000 followers or below who are full-time artists making connection all the time, like mm-hmm. just not letting this narrative and this comparison get in their way from doing what it is they want to do. And I think that too many of us sit and make ourselves feel so small because mm. we don't have the big following 
when really that's a story that's just getting in our way and that comparison mm-hmm. is just keeping us so so small and it's mm-hmm. not even true because mm-hmm. you can take up space and you can posture yourself and you can create incredible things and make impact mm-hmm. with much smaller social followings mm-hmm. there'll always be someone with more following too exactly you know? and um yeah, it really infuriates me because I'm like, it's so dumb. And, you know, it's something that I've definitely shifted my opinion around and being like, I'm not being like, I'm not playing into this game. Like mm. social media is a business and I refuse to be your puppet. <laughs> yeah. And I think so many of us feel like we're just being used and abused mm. by a system that doesn't really respect us. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to feel powerless because of that. Like we can take our power back, but I want to be honest and say that I get trapped in the game all the time. Mm -hmm. And as you said, there's always going to be someone who has more followers than you. And I'll often look at like, you know, accounts who are are doing similar things to me, creatives who are doing similar things to me. And, you know, they've had like just ridiculous growth and I'll Mm -hmm. sit there and I'll be like, what, what am I not doing? What's, Mm -hmm. what's why, why them? What, what's Mm -hmm. wrong? You know, Mm -hmm. why are they getting this wild amount of growth? And, and I'm, you know, I have a beautiful community that consistently grows, you know, in very, you know, Mm -hmm. small, but beautiful ways, but I'll sit there and be like, why aren't I viral? Why aren't, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, fuck that. And then I'll feel played by them, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've been made to feel small and now I'm comparing myself. Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't make me feel good. I know what it is that I'm doing. I know I offer value and, the question is unknowable anyway. I don't know why some people go viral mm. and other people don't. And it's just another way of keeping myself small mm. and making myself feel like shit. And it's also something that will never go away because there'll mm. always be someone with a bigger mm. social media following than me. Yeah, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. And I think I I'm, I want to avoid giving too many tips because I just want to like be raw and not have to fix yeah. problems. But I think the thing that like, you know, around that is like, Sometimes, and just for those out there who might be like, yeah, but uh, like, let's not lie. Social media following can help you, right? It does. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's like, you know, whatever. It def- definitely, and I'm not in denial of that and I'm not taking that for granted and I'm constantly questioning how I can show up for the people who mm-hmm. have said, I'm choosing to follow you because I want you to help me and I have to be like, rather than being like, fuck social media, being like, yeah. shifting my mindset to be like, this isn't about Instagram. This is about the people who have said, yes. hey, I think you can help me and yeah. putting those people at the front and center and actually doing that. And the times where I have just been like, you know what, I'm just going to show up for the, if one person says I got something out of this, then it's worth it. And so also, important. yeah. And it's just like, also there's don't underestimate the power of consistency, right? It's like, Sometimes the viralness is a, 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 a fluke or a win. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I've been kicked out of the other algorithm and my grams not getting exactly and things. But then I sit down and I do a meditation. I'm like, how can I really help? And it's like, it didn't even matter what time of day it was or, you know, whether it was the best image or, you know, it was SEO'd or promoted. It what did well because it was truth and it was just, yeah. you know, like it was an authentic piece of my heart. <laughs> Mm. I have this love love note that I post all the time that says stop trying to make viral art and make vulnerable art and that's what I always come back to when I get in these traps of comparison and I'm you know I do fall into these traps of comparison with some regularity because Mm. I'm so online and it is a huge amount of my work uh Mm. and so I I do want to be really honest about that I'm very aware of it and I I try and nurture and love myself through Mm. it but it does happen with some frequency um but I keep coming back to Amy, your job 
here is to create vulnerably and share generously. Mm-hmm. It is not to create viral art. Mm-hmm. It's not to create viral creations. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability and generosity is my two mm-hmm. things that I always come back to mm-hmm. um, when I'm in that pattern of comparison. And that's it, right? It's like at the end of the day, the moment you're in that comparison of how can I get ahead, Mm. and especially when you're in a place of service and you're coaching and you're teaching, your focus should be on our audiences, right? And it should be on the people that we're serving, not on how they can feed our egos, you know? Yes. That's such a beautiful way of putting it. Like we're looking at it all wrong when we get into Mm. perspective. It's like, how can we're almost like dehumanizing the people mm-hmm. that are online. It happens all the time. Yeah, like we forget just... that we're, it's literally just a bunch of humans mm-hmm. in, like interacting on, on mm-hmm. uh, in a, a digital space. Mm-hmm. And we start thinking, how can all of these, we farm these people mm-hmm. to like make me and my ego feel good rather than yeah. saying, how can I serve and mm-hmm. how can I be vulnerable and how can I, you know, yeah. How can I serve mm-hmm. the people that have chosen to be with me in this space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah, really sitting in that. And that's not to say that's an easy thing to do because again, no. you know, these apps can really fuck with us. You know, the number games can feel very alluring and very tempting. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it's harder to do mm-hmm. than it is to just say, yeah. but it's important. It's really important Yeah, because we're going to feel so out yeah. of control if we don't. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that they keep moving the bar. And I mean, like, yeah, social media, we did a podcast, really great one recently with the word Fetty Anita and she so I, I will refer people back to that for some tips around it because she gives some really good ways to approach social media. But nice. I want to dive into comparison because I think the reason why this needs to be talked about and why you need, we all need to be good at catching it mm. is the moment you're in comparison, yeah, you're in your ego, you're in your, you you don't create as well. You create from lack and desperate mm. and competition and, yeah, how do I get more for me? And it can really stifle you mentally and creatively and distract you, you know. It's a, it's a time waster when we're in comparison because we're not feeling fr- when you can't channel great ideas that are going to go viral or are going to help mm. people when you're tunnel visioned in why aren't I good enough or why are these people yeah. better than me? So yeah. it, it, it is the thing that you need to catch if you're feeling like work's not flowing, you're not taking action, you're doubting yourself, you're mm. yeah overwhelmed, you're avoiding work is a big one. Yeah, super interesting. Mm. We're not in our power when we're in those patterns mm. of comparison. You're right. Mm. Like I couldn't have said it better. We just we don't we can't channel creativity when we're outside of ourselves mm. looking at other people rather than sitting with ourselves and asking, but what do I have to give? Mm. And sitting with the knowledge that we are incredibly unique like mm. ridiculously unique and that's where we need to sit because yeah. we have perspectives and ways of viewing the world that literally nobody else does mm-hmm. but you're too busy focusing on all these other people who you can't mimic you can't come close mm-hmm. to because you're completely different to them mm-hmm. and i that for me that's such a big reality like i can and i do get trapped in wow they're doing so well and like i would love to be getting the opportunities that those people are getting but then I forget who I am and I forget Mm. the power that I hold and I forget the uniqueness Mm -hmm. um, of the art that I bring to the world. Mm -hmm. And and without that, I don't have Mm -hmm. my power. And I think that's a, I remember that moment where I was like, they're 
there is no competition when you're living your purpose because mm. no one can do what you're put on this planet to do that's uniquely yours and mm. the more you can stay in your own lane and tune in like i i learned to tune into my heart and my intuition and and have a a strict morning routine that guided my work practice and my my service mm. and um yeah and all of those things so that for me was when I yeah, definitely stepped out of l- less of that comparison and was like, I don't even care. Like, you know, yeah. and, and, and even you're more generous. I was, I've coached so many people to be coaches, to start magazines, to start podcasts, mm. to do everything that I do. I'm like, whatever, you can take everything. Take what you I've want. Done. Yeah. Like, because where you, it'll be, you'll put your stamp on it that I couldn't possibly do. And I think, mm. but yeah, so it, it is that um, that shift. But let's actually just get to the shit part, like because I don't actually kind of want to be inspiring. To be <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, because I, I, I mean, I think I don't want to be like, look, I've got it all together because I definitely yeah. still compare. Um, but let's jump into that. And I just actually had a memory because I want to know how you feel when when you're comparing yourself and how you're doing it. And mm. if you don't mind me asking, because I know that you signed up for like being vulnerable and <laughs> and everything I did make a promise yeah yeah go, go for I'm it. gonna hit you up here I remember recently seeing something about people somebody had posted something around that was something you had written and it had been shared in a way that was mm. somebody yeah. else had redesigned it or something and then had yeah. had had success and there was yeah and I I'd watched it and then I was like, oh, I wonder how Amy is going to approach this. And I, w- I was mm. ready to see your reaction, which I loved, by the way. But I would love to go back. Let's even before you reacted with such grace, wh- what did that feel like <laughs> to find that or to come across it? Yeah. Or, you know? So it's so funny. I've had a, a few experiences in the last few months of people taking my work and mm. making it look like their own. And I was seeing people in my community share this post and it was like redesigned, like, and it was just like, they had attributed it to themselves. And I was reading it and I was like, fuck me, that sounds very like my own writing. And then I, I like, I was like looking at it, I was like, this really, really sounds like me. And then I went back and looked and it was, it was literally word for word, my words. Yeah. And it was shared by, you know, millions, like it had millions of people see it. It was really successful. And my first reaction was a deep frustration and irritation mm. and I I felt you know it's quite violating to have someone take like that mm. um and and this idea that I'd lost an opportunity to connect with other people um was is also frustrating as well right because if you know and it was on such a it's such a it's not shallow but it's on a basic level my work could have been attributed to me and I could have been witnessed by many more people mm-hmm. So that was my first reaction was frustration and anger and just a real irritation. But I was basically powerless. Like this account refused to acknowledge <laughs> that they had taken my words. Mm-hmm. I had very little ways of, you know, actually taking control. And so what I didn't, I mean, what was I going to do? Was I just going to sit here with this? I mean, feeling irritated and feeling frustrated is one of the worst emotions for me personally. Because it's what, just can so I ask icky. what that looks like for you? Yeah, like, are you are you like storming around the house? Are you crying? Are you chatting it out with your partner? Like, what are you doing? I 
initially frustration and irritation it's one of it's one of my as I said it's an emotion that I really dislike I really don't like how it manifests for me I don't want to be touched I don't want anyone to make any too loud noises I just want everyone to fuck off you know Mm. like very like short snappy Mm. like if anyone if the smallest thing goes wrong you know I bump into the door and then I'm like oh great Mm. you know like another thing like things compile very easily Um, and I don't want to be stuck in that space for too long because energetically it's exhausting. My central nervous system doesn't do very well in there. Like I've got a lot of chronic health problems. Like I know it's going to compile. So I, when stuff like that happens, I have to get under control with relative speed because otherwise I'm just mm-hmm. going to pay for it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, someone's stolen my work and I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, and I, again, I've had to come back to this again and again and again. I'm like, you know, this is a sign that your work resonates. Like, it's a shame that this has happened, but come back home. Like, you are so unique. You are clearly making an impact. Mm-hmm. Like, your words are out there in the world and people will need them. And I came home to the fact that, you know, this post did really well. Like, it obviously connected to a lot of people. And I was like, at at its heart, like, my words did what they were meant to do. And even if they weren't attributed to me, like, they're out there you know, making the impact that I intended for them to make. But yeah, really difficult thing to navigate because mm. it can feel very violating. And I know a lot of artists and creatives move through this issue with plagiarism a lot and it can be very, mm. very difficult. Mm-hmm. Did you did you end up reaching out or anything like that? Or I, I did up to yeah. no real avail. Mm. Um, my beautiful, beautiful followers, mm-hmm. um, you know, were asking but nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened. I really, it sucks. It's it, it is a tough one, hey, because I think it's, yeah, in a lot of ways, especially when you show up with so much generosity, yeah, that you're like really like, yeah, and then you know that there's something that you it's a you know uh, a battle that you can't win, and that mm. you know will take away from your your ability to keep showing up. But I think mm. what I love about that is like yeah, like allowing the feeling to be there. And, you know, I think it's having that self-talk too. It's yeah. like, it kind of sounds a bit dumb, but it's like, you know, that the words of affirmation that like, if you nothing else, I have them written in a book. So at the ev- top of every page that I ever write for my to-do list is like, today will flow with ease and abundance oh, or clarity yeah. or focus or, you know, productivity, whatever the words are that I want. But I'm not, I'm never, you know, it started a long time ago, but I'm always surrounding myself with words because even if you're not consciously reading them, they are soaking in, like they're in your peripheral. And when this shit hits the fan, you need to grab hold of something, you know, like oh, you're like, quick, my God. give me the words, even yeah. if I don't believe them, repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> For me, the power of my internal world and the language that mm-hmm. I use in my head has been the biggest game changer in my life. And mm-hmm. so knowing that I have the language to self-soothe and the language mm. to bring myself down from emotional highs and the language to help me when I feel entrapped, like mm. in a comparison cycle mm. has been the most important thing. And I always, I learn how to speak to myself on my in my journal in the morning. Mm. So, you know, if I'm, I've woken up and I just don't feel enough and I'm like, fuck, mm. this person's stealing my work. It's doing better than when I shared it. Fuck, mm. I, these people are getting opportunities. If mm. I feel unseen, which can be so painful, mm. I'll go to my journal and I'll, see myself mm-hmm. I guess and make sure that I know my own words and find mm-hmm. language that is extremely grounding and brings me home back to my mm-hmm. power so I'm not out there looking at others mm-hmm. and then I learn that language because I, re- I journal every day mm-hmm. and so then I've I've learned this new language and it becomes a part of my internal monologue not just mm-hmm. a part of my pages 
And yeah, you're right. Like mm. the, the power of words mm-hmm. is so important. Mm. And so, Maybe, yeah. yeah, sorry. And it, and I think that's part of it, right? I'm, I was just thinking then, I was like, when was the last time I felt like that real triggered sense of comparison? Yeah. And when you t- mentioned the power of words, I've also, I think I can be quite sensitive in a sense, and there's been a few different examples over the years, but more recently I just thought of then, which is funny because I didn't plan to bring this up, but it's this is why we're doing it. Um, yeah. But I wasn't even aware of it, is that there's also when words go in negatively for me and if I get one, a piece of negative feedback, that can really stick for me. Yeah. And I just remembered while we're on the topic of comparison and vulnerability is mm. when I recorded my book, uh, when I launched my book, obviously I mm. I really pushed to get an audible deal. I was like, that would be cool, you know. And so mm. I did a bunch of back-end hustle. I spoke to my publisher. I really, you know, kind of try to get it ahead of the game, get, in, get it, right? The yeah, day that yeah. I found out that Audible had purchased my book, I was like, like I I fell on the ground crying like I was like oh my god I'm gonna be an audible Such a big deal. And, you know I'm gonna narrate it like it was huge I, I got straight in a car and I ubered to my friend's house and we popped champagne and I was like audible Amazing. for my book and then <laughs> um then I launched it I was in lockdown I was exhausted afterwards and I went into Audible and they were like, look, we're still open. We're in lockdown, but like, you know, you can come in. We've got these protocols. Like, Mm. you know, we've listened to your podcast. We think you've got a great voice, blah, blah, blah. Public speaking has never been an issue for me. Like, love it. Mm. Um, Yeah, you're for it. But there was one person who was quite close to me in my life who once said to me, like, I I think I was reading out loud a book or something and, Mm. or, you know, reading something. It was a personal relationship and, got some feedback that the person didn't, couldn't follow what I was saying or something like that, you know? It's yeah. just like just this little Offhand comment, but. Thing of being mm, like, oh, let me read it, you know? Fuck. And at the time it was just like, ha, 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 right? Yeah. The funny thing is that one line was, has stuck in the back of my head when I went to record for Audible and it was there and there and there. And then I felt like I wasn't in flow at all when I when I recorded mm. my book. And I had also neglected my book to this point. I was just yeah. like, I, I, I still to this day have not read it. And, you know, every now and again I'll flick it open and, and have a look or, you know, people will talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, went to record. Audible came back to me the day after and we're like, yeah, that didn't quite go to plan. Like you're not oh, really that yeah. good. Did a voice record coaching session, was like, yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna master this skill. Don't tell me I can't do something. Yeah. Um, then kept avoiding replying to Audible to rebook it in. Had all this homework to do, wasn't doing it. Eventually, like it was quite a hard thing to do, but I was like, no, I'm you know, Audible, like, well, look, here's some other narrators who can and do it. And I was like, so exhausted by this point that I just had to throw my hands in the air and be like, wow. you know don't don't try and be the hero yeah but then wow. where the comparison comes in is I think a lot of authors including you mm. who are close to me um and uh what I would consider you know like po- podcasters and, and similar yeah, yeah. to me and watching everybody record their books mm. with an audible and being like 
how come I couldn't do that? Like mm. I'm, you know, I'm a public speaker right? and I really like there was so many different, what well, you were one of them, but there was other people yeah. where I watched the beautiful process of you guys, you know, sharing that content. And I like, I had posted content of being like, I'm at Audible. And then I was like, got the email, I was like, delete. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fucking like, um, and yeah. And, and that was a huge one for me of being like, I wasn't, I should have tried harder. You know, I wasn't good mm. enough. I I gave up yeah. too soon. Look at all these other people who are doing it. And I've missed the chance to to put my voice to my first book, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's still, hard. like, it's still, you know, like you have those vulnerable days where you have to be like, and it's like there is a moment, I don't know if you ever feel like this, where you kind of want to like, you're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, or like you, your, yeah. your mind starts going or, um yeah or you can have a distaste for you know like and be like I don't know there is it is that thing where it's like you, it's so uncomfortable that you're kind of looking for someone or something to blame or you oh know, my god and, I was so glad you brought that kind of thing up because yeah. I think blaming and victimhood is something that can really easily come out of comparison mm-hmm. super interesting like this idea that like when so, you know, oh, I feel like I my book launch didn't go as well as it wanted it to. But instead of, and, you know, comparing to other people, like their book launch went so much better than mine. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, okay, well, like, let's look at what we can do for the next book launch. Let's look mm-hmm. at what's in my control. Victim mindset. Mm-hmm. It's because I wasn't supported in XYZ. It's mm-hmm. because this was happening in the world at that time. It's because Amazon fucked me over in this way. Mm-hmm. And I think comparison can so quickly Mm-hmm. Move straight to the blame, straight to the victim, and victim mm-hmm. mentality and that lack of self responsibility is again a really terrible place to create. Mm-hmm. And th- you can't thrive mm-hmm. in that spot. You just can't because yeah. you're the victim, and the victim never wins. And I think that's such a good point because the other thing about comparison is like you actually don't know what's going on for other people. Like, what no. can be perceived as a successful book launch? You know, like exactly, you you, you don't know. Like, is that person? happy doing that amount of events is that Mm. person feeling fulfilled is it you know like um yeah and it's just like you don't know you know like you you, don't know and that's oh that's so I've been having this obsessive conversation lately about we're not actually anywhere we are you know or anything we're only defined by what we're not Ooh. So you've created a perception for whatever reason that that person had a successful book launch, right? But Mm. it's not, you're defining that as success, but what you're saying is yours is not successful is by Mm. the distance or the lack of what you didn't have. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, completely. So it's all about what I lacked, not about what they had. And it's the difference between that, yeah. Which actually, and so just because that person has those things, why are you you calling that success and yours not success? Mm -hmm. When in actual fact, you, your book launch did this, that person's book launch did that. And it's almost parallel. They they had different experiences rather than one wins, one doesn't win. And it's like, Mm. it's someone was, I think it's someone was telling me about this the other day. I think it's like one for one or something is a, is a, I need to look that up, but um, yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, instead of being like that person's yeah. So yeah, that's really interesting. That's a good background. Yes. So um, we're so prone to putting ourselves like 
on a ladder you know like all like ranking people yeah instead of just recognizing that each experience is completely unique and completely its own mm. and, and there really is no sure way of comparing mm. like we're just not yeah. very good at it <laughs> well I just think yeah it's like the world that we live in which is like one one wins and one loses yeah you know yeah. rather than like what if they're just both valid experiences unique to that yeah. person and then exactly what that person needed in that time I think for creatives and entrepreneurs, we often have this real scarcity mindset where it's like, there's not enough for everybody. And it can definitely come from that. Like, oh, I didn't do as well because they did better and they took it from me kind of thing. And it's just like not the case at all. And and it's so, you know, toxic. And again, it's, and it -hmm. it leads back to a victim mindset where it's very woe is me. Mm -hmm. And, and they took something from me. Mm -hmm. They did better. So I did worse. And you're just so powerless in that position. And I think the opposite to victim mindset is like instead of being like that person won and I lost, yeah. it's that person has shown me what else I could do for my next book launch. So it's a lesson. It's a le- yeah, learning curve. Like, it's a feedback loop. Oh, my God. If we could approach all of the moments where we feel like, you know, where we don't feel enough, where we feel like we, we lacked it if we could approach it with curiosity rather than comparison and we kept leaning into curiosity rather than comparison, you know, like we'd be leveling up all the fucking Mm -hmm. time and we'd be, we'd be playful and adventurous and we'd be learning so much, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's just such a, I think it's such a a great way. And it's a a great language tool. I think if I feel comparison, I lean into it with curiosity, like, Mm -hmm. you know, why am I attracted to them? You know, jealousy can be a roadmap so often, you know, we can really see where it is that we want to go when we Mm -hmm. feel that feeling of comparison or jealousy. Right. So and getting curious about it. And so, you know, letting it guide you, letting it be mm-hmm. letting it be a time for you to to start thinking about what it is you want to do next. Yeah. And I love that so much because there's also it's like that actually requires deep work, the curiosity, because the initial often, and if anyone's done therapy, you know that like you come walking into a therapy session, like this person did this and then they said that. And that. Yeah. You know, and then the therapist, you know, if you've, I've always done like process therapy or psychotherapy where they just mm. go, cool, that's the top layer, but I want to know what's underneath, yes. you know? And so it's like the trigger is the feeling and the, the initial reaction and then calming your body down and being like, do I actually want that? Is that yes. right for me? Does that suit me? Which means that we're not reacting and trying to fit into other people's life's goals. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's such a beautiful point as well. Fuck, this conversation just could go on and mm. on. It's, it brings up so much stuff. Like I often find myself being, you know, jealous or I want to compare myself to someone and I am, you know, I'm thinking, oh, why do they, why, where, where are they getting those opportunities from? Why are they mm. being able to, you know, move around the world in that way and I'm not and what I actually need to ask is do you even want that mm-hmm. <laughs> like is that something you even want or is your right. ego just like so triggered um at watching someone else's success that you're just you know making comparisons you know willy-nilly and jealousy mm-hmm. with no reason without getting that curiosity going mm-hmm. inwards and being like is that even something you want mm-hmm. there's an incredible creative that I love um who for some reason she, she just triggers me like whenever mm-hmm. I see the incredible stuff she's doing I'm like oh why can't I do that but when I really look at it I'm just in awe of what she's doing but I actually don't want mm-hmm. to do a lot of what she's doing mm-hmm. but there's something there's some wound in me that I need to look into deeper mm-hmm. and look and it is me it's nothing to do with her mm-hmm. and I need to ask what well, why, what's she triggering you what's she what's she bringing up mm-hmm. and I think for me I have a big thing about feeling seen 
And I often feel for a lot of my creative journey, I felt really unseen, a lot of rejected rejection from publishers, a lot of silence from publishers, you know, I just felt like I was creating in a vacuum and mm. no one was able to see what I had to give mm. for a really long time, like years and years. And I think for a lot of creatives, that that's a really painful thing to experience, that feeling of being invisible and unseen. And I think for some reason, like this incredible creative she's getting so much she's getting a lot she's being really seen you know like people just fucking love her and I think it triggers that wound in me and that fear in me of me being left unseen and so Mm -hmm. it's not actually about me wanting to do what she wants to do it's about an an internal wound and a fear of Mm -hmm. being left unseen yeah that's so so real thank you for sharing and it's like there's a couple of things I thought of when you were speaking then is like one is it the things that they have, or is it the the feeling or the energy that they emit yes. that you probably want that you're being called That's to rise such a into? Great observation, you know, rising into actually you're actually wanting probably to hold more of the energy that she's yeah. holding. Secondly, how funny, well, not funny, but like this is the whole purpose thing, right? Your rejection has means that you can why you speak so potently Mm. about to the creatives who are starting out or you know Mm. wanting to give up and things because you've experienced it and so that's why it cuts through it's why people go I love what Amy does I I resonate you know you do have incredible following who's loyal and also Mm. some really big people who follow you and and Mm. validate your work as well and um you wouldn't be speaking. You wouldn't be able to, those words wouldn't be coming out of you had you not had your experiences of those, Oh, my God, yeah. Because people are like, she's going bullshit. You know, like what would she know? Yeah, exactly. I used to get really jealous of, you know, authors like, um, for example, uh, Stephanie Mayer who wrote the Twilight series. It was Mm. like the first time she sent in her manuscript, she got picked up immediately. Mm. And I'm always like, like for me, when I was being rejected, literally, I think, you know, maybe like 400, 500 times for my novels, like wow. so many times. I'm like, what the fuck? She got picked up straight away. And when I hear her tell her story and there's this, you know, very wounded part of me that's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're right. And I owe so much to the woman who went through the 400, 500 rejection letters because mm-hmm. she's the one, she's the place I teach from so often. Mm-hmm. And she gave me so much experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so well observed. Also that energy mm-hmm. thing, again, yeah. you're so right. You know, are you jealous of what they experience or are you jealous of like their emotional state and the way they present themselves and the energy that mm-hmm. they give out? Like that's, I have never yeah. thought about that before, but it's definitely mm-hmm. something. Because then that becomes, that becomes um, the, like not the goal, but it's like you, you actually, it's, um, it's, I've talked about it before. It's almost like the, an embodiment of what you can, you know, it's like, I mean, every ancient culture and religions and traditions and yoga techniques all use idols and icons yeah. and deities who emit an energy that we then go, okay, if I'm feeling in this state and that yeah. person's emitting an energy, I'm going to, I'm going to channel, you know, I'm going to channel Beyonce. I'm going to channel yes. Oprah or, you know, like we, it's so normal for us to channel somebody else who's already, you know, to fake it till we make it or, you know, walk on stage and have this persona that we put on because yes. it'll help us to to step up or to rise into that. And I think that's, you know, it's people who hold that energy can actually be, you know, that icon for mm. an energy that you're like, cool, I can, I can study can that. And, like and that. yeah. And look at that. I w- that's a, it's almost like a, 
uh, navigation point or what's beautiful the, like a compass a like compass a, for yeah. like that's what I want to be more of you know they've yeah. shown you they've unlocked something that you that needs to be unlocked in you a hundred percent and that's mm. pure like I feel like all that you just said is curiosity right mm. it's just like leaning into the curiosity that comparison mm. can bring yeah I love that yeah let's let's go to the beginning of both of our journeys or yeah you know, those out there because I think there's two parts that I think are important to talk about is before people start a business or mm. creating art in your in your audience's space who can go they a comparison kills their ideas or their action before they even start because they're like oh this person's already doing it or they're doing it better or you know it's like the difference between I said this to a client recently they were sending me some competitors that they kept coming across in their industry and mm. on here for the competitive analysis it's mm. it's necessary and it's good and it's it's insightful but you always have to be checking in as to whether it's serving you or whether yes. it's it's um it's making you doubt and then so there's people who don't even start because they've already made this big long list of other people who are doing it better and then secondly there's people who start and the traction is slow when you start out, you know, and the, the, especially mm. now, you know, it's noisier and noisier every single day. Yeah. And because they're slowly, they're not getting the overnight wins. And I remember the feeling of being like, why am I not here yet? Yeah. And, you know, looking back now, I'm like, you're, you're there. You're but on the way. It, it wasn't going to, If there was no way you could have done that in your first year. And if you did, there's mm. you wouldn't be being able to speak from this place because yes. you didn't have the fight you didn't have the seven years experience you know yeah you yeah. know I couldn't have yeah, written yeah. a book in my first year of business because there's no way I needed seven years of business coaching and teaching and and oh my god yes to be able to write that book but people mm-hmm. who you know with the first couple of years in business where they're just like oh it's just not working they give up or they 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 change their idea or you know they they a big one that I see is they're like, yeah, 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 it's just, you know, it's a side hustle. They they start out guns blazing and then they're kind of like, yeah, it's this thing that I'm kind of doing, but, like, you know, I'm I'm actually, you know, I need to go back to job or whatever. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's so Secretly necessary. just sliding out, yeah. Just keeping it on the side and it's like, yeah. if, I don't, if I'm not working really hard on it, then I it's not my fault if it's not working, right? Because oh, my God, like, such yeah. a great protection like, method, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember those times and what oh is it? Yes. Or like how did it feel? How did you overcome the, either of those stages? Yeah. This idea that it's too noisy for me. There are so many people out there who are already doing this work. You know, there are already people who, you know, are making so much money doing what I want to do. They're taking up all the space. Like these narratives can be so convincing in keeping us small and silent and mediocre and away from the vulnerable thing of Mm -hmm. doing what we've been called to do. Um, And I think, you know, whilst it is, um, I understand why we think about it like this. And I thought about it like this too. It's also a really good excuse like it's a very easy one to grab out as to why not to do it there's too much noise you know oh there's already people doing it like it's a really great excuse to bow out but I think when we we look into it further it's just not as valid as we think it is and for me I just want to get into this there's too much noise so kind of comparing yourself to like the whole market like there's too many people out there doing the same thing so it's not necessarily comparing yourself to one person but just like looking at how individual and you know in a better commas small you are compared to like the, the mass of people who are already doing something similar 
to what you are doing. Like it's just not, we are still at the very beginning of an incredible time for entrepreneurs and social medias. Like and so um entrepreneurs and creative, sorry, social media, the connection economy, like all these different and new platforms. Like we're right at the beginning of an extremely Mm. exciting time. And think about people like 200, 300 years from now, like, and there'll be still people making Mm. it work, you know, producing art, making impact. But we're right at this initial little big bang of what this is, this connection economy for entrepreneurs and for artists. And the fact that we're already bowing out, we're already saying it's too noisy is ridiculous. Like there are, there is still so much space to take up. Mm -hmm. And because again, we'll come back to that. You are so unique and you have something very unique to give. Like there is no one doing what you will do. Mm -hmm. There's actually no competition. Like what you were saying before, because nobody can take up space in the way that you can take up space. Mm -hmm. And this excuse needs to be investigated and excavated Mm -hmm. because I think it comes up wanting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And it's that there's so many people on the planet that we're moving towards people wanting, yeah, to that they're they're looking for their unique, you know, person who is who relates to them, not just yeah. as like you've got something to offer me, but we share the same values, we share the same friends, we share the same accounts that we follow or mm. or, you know, like humor or, you know, things like that. And yeah, I think that's really beautiful and it's yeah, the, the idea of this new, this way of life is like, yeah, it's it's been thousands of years, you know, hundreds of mm. years of business as usual. Yeah, and we're we're just breaking free into this, and yeah, I love that idea of being like, this is just the beginning, it's and just it's the beginning, and keep evolving, and yeah, yeah, that's really nice. I, I actually back to this idea of like abundance, another. Mm. <laughs> wacky mind thing that I have been contemplating (laughs) um I mentioned to you that I was caught in the floods in Brisbane last week week before and my brother I'm going to quote my brother-in-law here because so I was with all my family we were all stuck we were originally all meant to be together I was in that in a house with my mom and my dad my brother his wife and their two kids um (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes same <laughs> prayers. <laughs> prayers to my past up no um my brother-in-law and my sister got trapped in floodwaters they got turned around my little sister's evacuated so instead couldn't all be together so the family group chat is popping off right with a designing a tiktok video <laughs> like all these things <laughs> just like checking in on each other all these things and then i just have this right because i'm like the rain was torrential and I was like, when the hell is this going to stop? Mm. And then I had this thought process, which, you know, maybe other people have actually, you know, learnt in probably grade nine science. But I was like, is there, did you, I mean, I'm quoting my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question was, is the amount of water on this planet right now <laughs> all the water that we get? I can't believe you said that because I literally asked the same question and I googled mm-hmm. the same question every like a week ago right right and keep going tell me so, so let's see if our answers match up my brother-in-law said yes whatever we have is all that we'll have the thing that I was reflecting on is this rain is coming torrential right now from the skies mm. it'll then absorb into the land it will, some of it will turn to, you know, ice or yeah. be, be sucked up into plants. You yeah. will drink some of it. Yeah. You know, it'll flow down rivers. Like, yeah, there's only the certain amount of water. 
it just changes transformation all the time. I love it. The is question that, what, that what yeah. came to what was me, yours? mine was kind of a variation on this question. It wasn't exactly. I said, is the water that we have today the water that we've had throughout all of history? Mm-hmm. It is. Like yeah. we've just had the same water and the same amount yeah. of water forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's so Isn't and it just wild? moves and changes and it's this constant evolving, changing process. So it's it's in so the cool. human bodies, it's in animals right now, it's in plants. Mm. So it just it just changes all the time. Um it's really magical. It's pretty cool. And it led me, I don't know, I was just like life is always in movement and yeah. change and taking different transformations. So even though it might be not be working or in a certain way right now, you know, it, Let it, it. has the ability to transform because water is constantly moving and flowing. Yeah, I love that. Um, but it also led me to contemplating how the universe, you know, there's an abundance in the universe mm. and it's like there just because I take, I create and I put mm. something out there, that doesn't reduce the amount of energy mm. in the universe. Mm. So yeah. a creation and a birth, right, takes yeah. an exertion of energy that takes an idea, makes it a reality, right? Yeah. It's an, an idea and a creation. But that doesn't deplete the energy in the universe and, like, the cosmos. Yeah, yeah it doesn't level. take anything away. Yeah, it just it's, looks different. It's, it's just constantly in movement. Yeah, I've I created that. and I've used this energy form, but then through that creation, I give birth. To, I give some of that energy form to you, yeah, because we're bouncing and yeah. and so it's just constantly moving and creating. <laughs> this it's is really inside cool. of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst I'm locked in a house in Toronto with my family, just thinking about how, yeah, we don't actually we don't deplete it. It's just changing formation. It's just moving, yeah. Right? And so that's there's when you look at it through that, there's no lack because every yeah. creation gives life form yeah. and, and, and transports energy through you to somebody yeah. else who experiences that. that creation. And when we consume creations and when we can when we move through life, we're we're, we're replacing that energy and creative energy yeah. back within us. It's so beautiful. Yeah. We have it's just so moving much to, all the time. to learn from it, from yeah. the universe, really. Right. Yeah. You can. Um, sorry. <laughs> Sideball there. But, yeah, I think it's I love that, it. um, yeah, that feeling of th- th- I think that for me is like the you creating is not taking away from from somebody else creating and mm. and there's enough to go around there's and, enough you know, to go around yeah the universe is actually constantly expanding you know mm. it's like there is no edge to the universe and the stars and the gases and the the lights and you know the movements yeah, I love that. I love that. I think, thank you, Kate. Yes, no worries. It's really went, went a little insight into there. your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so oh, I think there's another, was there any more to touch on that early stages? It's like, yeah, I, mean, I feel like me, I'm like, just start. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what about for you? Like when you, yeah. when you started, were you comparing yourself a lot? It's a very vulnerable stage when you start. And I feel like yeah. it, there's a lot of room for comparison because mm-hmm. as you said, like you might not, you don't see the wins immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and because you're so vulnerable, there is a lot of yeah. space for comparison to seep in. Mm. Yeah, no, big time. I felt like an imposter because people were, again, it's the voices outside of me that I had to learn to shut off because if somebody mm. questioned me and said, well, what, you know, where did you do your MBA if you're starting a business? Yeah. Even now people are like, so what's your side hustle? I'm like, 
startup creative. <laughs> it's a business. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, what business did you start to be able to give business advice? I'm like, I started a business to give business advice. <laughs> so that, <laughs> I still get that question. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I think for me it was shouting out the voices. So when there yeah. was some of those voices, some of them are necessary for me to be like, yeah, cool, thank you for making me contemplate yeah. deeper um, and growing and seeing where I can expand or, or up-level, mm. upskill. And then some of them were just not conducive to my self-confidence. And so I, I had that. to shut them out Yeah, um, and remove people who – but I think that I'm I'm all for people challenging me. I'm always here to be told, yeah, you know, what about this? But then yeah. there's people who just they're not there for your higher good to grow and expand and challenge you. They're there to yeah, tear you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to, you know, to they're just not they don't care about the longevity of you and your business. They're just like, yeah, you know, blurting shit out that for me spirals in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think creating a sense of safety as entrepreneurs and creatives is incredibly important, especially at the beginning when we're so vulnerable to feelings of comparison, feelings of imposter syndrome. And I was having a conversation with my membership of creatives uh, yesterday about how we can cultivate senses of safety so that as we do really vulnerable shit, like starting a business, you know, asking for money, putting our services out there, we still have a sense of safety so that we're not triggered into constant comparison and constant imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud. And I think that came up a lot, like boundaries of it came up a lot but blocking people who were committed to misunderstanding you committed to comparing you like there are people out there you know who just who are very triggered by the bravery that it takes to be a creative and to be an entrepreneur and they put their shit on you you know and so we were talking about you know blocking them creating safe spaces away from these people who trigger you um and just cultivating a sense of safety so you're not you're not constantly being put in a vulnerable space where you might compare that might yeah. even look like blocking mm-hmm. people who you know you compare yourself to a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just don't want to see them yeah. right now. Sometimes it's not them. It's you. No, it's you. you. And you need to take a bit of action. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm sure I've shared this story before, but I'll, um, when I started my magazine, I was like, I've got an idea. I'm going to tell startup creative. I'm going to tell stories in a magazine and make it really beautiful. And there's no business advice mm-hmm. in a beautiful magazine. And so I was like, yes. And, th- and there was a lot of me that was like, I think I was 23 when I started. So there was blatant, wow. you know, there was a little bit of like confidence that just, you know, that comes when you're younger. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I started all gun ho, like I can start a magazine, you know. And yeah, then I was that. halfway through, we were so close, realizing how hard it was, you know, towards yeah. the end of issue one. And someone goes, oh, I just found this magazine, collective magazine. <laughs> and I it was hate like, when that happens. Mm-hmm and put it on my thing and I flicked through it and I said take it away I can't look at that I just oh instantly God. was like there's no way like I was just like I just can't like it just looks better no. than mine and all these things and I just had to be like it's just not helpful for me right now I've been no, able to go not. back and appreciate it and see it and you know I've met Lisa and spoken at mm-hmm. events alongside her and things like that but it's like yeah, I just wasn't, I could not handle it right, right then space. and there. And I needed yeah. to stay in my own lane because we Great. were different to the magazine. Yeah. It was completely different. And I was different, you know, and we were doing things differently. And mm-hmm. um, so I had to actively be like, it's not serving me. And, and yeah, and, yeah. and choose to let that out too. And I think, um, yeah, that was, that was a big one. The voices of other people, mm. um, but also finding the times where I was the one comparing myself. When yeah. No one I really, was. I think that's the most beautiful example of, you know, you just kept yourself safe. And mm-hmm. I think 
some, for some of us who are really into self-sabotaging and this was me for a lot of the time like looking for any excuse almost to like get myself out of these vulnerable, very vulnerable situations where we we almost martyr ourselves we self-sabotage mm-hmm. and we go looking for people to compare mm-hmm. ourselves to so if you weren't in a place where you were willing to put up that boundary k you could have indulged in that magazine been like this is so much better i'm a piece of shit and mm-hmm. like i feel like a lot of us it's very tempting to do that sometimes it's very tempting to go look at all the careers who are doing better than you because mm-hmm. it provides you if you can convince yourself a pretty good excuse to to stay small and to not do the vulnerable thing absolutely and yeah it does it doesn't serve and i think going back to that idea of seeing what people are doing that is inspiring yeah. and i think you know something you said before that i was sharing with a client the other day is um you know why is this person getting all of these opportunities or why are this person yeah. you know these things I remember feeling that too and in that victim space and I flipped it on the head and I said, and I do this as an exercise with clients now and I actually flipped it and said, what is it going to take to be, you know, what what is perceived as the go-to source for straight up business advice, right? I Mm -hmm. I sat down, what is it going to take for me to be a sought after public speaker or a published Mm. author or, you know, and I sat back and one of the things that I did was when, okay, like, for example, like this person's getting these opportunities. Why is that? You know, and Mm. started curating my expert status and started curating the steps. And instead of sitting around waiting for the opportunities, I started actively seeking them out. So, okay, well, this person, you know, that, that person's being, has spoken here or they've submitted an article there or they shop consistently online or they host a podcast or, you know, and I actively started moving towards the things that I could that I could actually, you know, curate the yeah. a, a, that expertise. And often, you know, that's the best thing, right? You can look at someone that you admire and go to their LinkedIn profile or their yeah, about page on their website do. and be like, how did you get there? You know, or you can pay yeah. for a mentoring session and say, tell me, yes. you know, let, and, and, um, and start actively seeking it out rather than sitting around being a victim to it. Oh, my God, yes. Again, mm. that's just pure curiosity being spurred mm. on from potential comparison yeah I think that we can often really like shy away from the feeling like I if I feel that a sudden like oh feeling of like comparison or jealousy and I'm like oh I'm not enough we can feel like we don't want to experience that feeling Mm. like because it feels so unpleasant but if you can immediately have that well, let's approach it curiously. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually, it can be a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Similar with imposter syndrome. Like I always say, imposter syndrome is a sign that you're leveling up. Like comparison mm-hmm. is a sign that you get to be curious and you get to evolve. Mm-hmm. Like these, mm-hmm. you know, typically negative feelings that we move through as entrepreneurs and creatives don't have to be negative at all. And mm-hmm. they can actually be a really, an, an invitation to mm-hmm. further yeah. what it is you want to be doing. I love that. We, I mean, we could talk for hours on this, but um, I would love to to also finish on the topic of um, something that is also that vulnerable and, and yeah. personal is Bring it. I know that you run your business with your partner, ah, yes. life yeah. partner, and I'm interested to hear if comparison comes up inside mm. of your marriage and running a business together. Yeah, it's really interesting. So not only do we run our business together, but we also both write fiction. Um, So I started writing fiction first and James, my partner, came into it probably about four or five years ago. I've probably been writing for maybe 11. 
Um, and so we're in really similar spaces. Um, and so, you know, in intimate relationships like that with friendships or, but with, this is literally my partner in both business mm-hmm. and life. Yeah. It's something we have to manage. Um, and something we have to, I think we, we like to speak openly about it, particularly in terms of like, he's a, he's a much faster writer than me. Like he's nearly written the same amount of books that I have, but he's only been doing it like half the amount of time and making sure that, you know, I bring that out into the open. So it's not something that I'm festering with, you know, like I'll be like, James, like it, it frustrates me that you you're catching up. You've caught up to me, but I've been doing this so much longer. You're so much, you know, you're much quicker. He also is very good at what he does and he's still, and he hasn't been doing it as long as me. And again, this is something that I just feel like we need to air out because <laughs> because it's such an intimate relationship and because we're with each other all the time, I never want comparison to start festering within me, but it does happen. And it will happen if you, especially if you're around like-minded people who you love and who do similar things to you. Like, and I think that if you're not careful, it can grow into a little Mm. bit of toxicity there. So Mm -hmm. for me, and because language is just so important to me, I have to give it language. I have to open it up. Um, Mm -hmm. I have to be honest about it. So even if it still is a real feeling and it still does frustrate me that like I give all I can, but he writes books at like maybe double the pace that I do. Like that is what it is. And it doesn't, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. have to judge it. Um, and I don't have to keep it a secret. Like I'm allowed to be openly frustrated about it, but I'm also, you know, working at just being okay with me being at my Mm -hmm. own pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And it's the, so is that back to that, you know, what is, you know, faster is better, you know? Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Number of books is better. Yeah. Making sure that we're not making arbitrary rules. Mm. And then of course, for him's perspective, like I'm just an older writer, so I'm published and he's not yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just making sure that we're again, like just open with each other, keeping the communication open when it comes to, you know, Mm. if he feels like, oh, why aren't I there yet? You know, that we, Mm -hmm. we're not holding on to that. Giving space to these things just allows Mm -hmm. so much light to enter and allows so much, alleviation of tension I think when we Mm -hmm. just allow ourselves to speak about it out loud Mm, I love that I know for me um that I I've I've had a comparison a few times with friends actually Mm. not comparison but I've had a few different comments over the years and ex-partners yeah Um, I'm a morning person I get up at the crack if you know I'm on I'm on and you know I can get most things done before 10 a.m. then people could get done in a day when they're starting yeah. their day, right? Yeah. Or, or my day could be technically finished at 10 because I've been up since You've five. You've done it, yeah. And, I've, and I feel, com- you know, complete with what I've been able to achieve. Mm. And there's been a few times that, and people who are just like, wow, you're, you're up so early and you've achieved yes. so much and I've just started my day. And, um, I, you know, I laugh about it and I'm, we all do, but there's, I was actually friend's, said to me the other day and really inquired about it and said she caught herself and said oh you you're you trigger me (laughs) (laughs) you've already done all these things of course you've done them and she's like no I don't hate that of course like that's you have you always been like that and we had the conversation and I was like good you know sometimes um it's not nice. I would like to. I would like, I'd like to sleep in. <laughs> I would like to sleep in. Or you know, I've been trained and to do not trained, but conditioned. Like my my parents are morning people. My dad mm. would till this day will walk in and and open the windows and be like, "Get up! You're wasting the day." Oh and, wow! Yeah. Know, and I've also done sport. My like you know I I was yeah. um you know I, I did running for um my whole of high school and into university. And I had to be on the track at 6 a.m., you know. So 
a lot of my conditioning has been early mornings and that's me and that's what works for me. And as much as I love talking about morning routines, yeah, like I don't want people to compare to how I do it. You know, I Mm. I don't have kids. I don't, Mm. you know, when I have been in relationships, I've also tried to be, you know, put the balance between a strict morning routine and Mm. you know having a coffee in bed and just being Mm. present with your lover, Mm. you know. Um, So, yeah, it's, again, it's like you don't know what's going on for that person or how they became that person as well. And, again, like we culturally, like, for just like me and James like we culturally value faster is better and we culturally value getting things done earlier is better but like mm. uh, like we need to come home to like what well, is it better what for me I, yeah do I actually want to be up at 4 30 yeah morning? like maybe you don't like <laughs> and I think we're so well, yeah we need to question those narratives because we've been fed a lot of narratives yeah. that we need to ask are these mine mm-hmm. and I think that's it right it's like me being up at 4.30 in the morning doesn't define, isn't why I'm successful. Yeah. Me being up at 4.30 is allowing myself to flow in the my genius times. Yeah. Like it, I've it's actually for found, you. Yeah. I've found the way that I work best. Yeah. I don't, I can't do, you know, the, if I need to, and occasionally I will, but my brain doesn't work as good. Like, so I know people who can work till 10, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Night, and yeah. I just like, that's yeah, not yeah, me. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's actually just yeah, that's a it's about actually finding your flow of what's right not, mm. and not repeating it because you're like oh that must be why they're successful or exactly they we're um, so um, afraid of looking inward I think and saying well yeah. how do I best function because it's much easier to copy paste yeah from sure. someone else's. I'm keen to hear your number one tip because it comes up all the time and this is why mm. we're here. You know we've been doing this for years now. Can comparison doesn't go away but I'd love mm. for us to both finish on our number one tip for when comparison does arrive you're mm. having a bad day you log on Instagram and you're like spiral you know mm. or or you see something and it triggers you or you know you got a setback and and you know all of a sudden you, your brain goes through everything that everyone else is doing I think mm. especially you know we were talking about comparison can really come up when you're feeling exhausted, you know, like coming back to, you know, what's right for you, which is to stop and to mm-hmm. rest. But then you open Instagram, you're like, but everyone else is working or yeah. this person's doing this. Yeah. Um, what is your number one tip? I know we've shared lots throughout this podcast, but is there mm. anything that we haven't covered that you would be like, this is, here's a tip for when it comes up. For me, again, this is about cultivating a, sp- a safe space for me. It would be, I need to turn off or my tech, mm-hmm. I need to come home to me. So how can I just come and sit with me, my uniqueness, what mm-hmm. I have to give, what I have to create. I don't want the noise of the what everyone else is doing. Like I want to just come sit in my internal throne and feel like I can exhale and just be like, there's nothing but who I am and who uh, what I am creating. Mm-hmm. So shutting off external noise for me is really important in those moments. And then just coming home to all my unique abilities like who it is I am what it is I'm doing like what do I want to create and kind of sitting just just coming home to myself Mm -hmm. rather than sitting out there and all that noise Mm. I love that I love that uh, we're so different (laughs) this is is why we work well together because yeah we are really different you're really good at like I'm gonna stop and be still (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good I try (laughs) tell me what will you what would you do I think mine's the opposite, right? I definitely have those moments, but I think that something that's really served me over the years is the times where I felt comparison, I've flipped it on its head and thought, how can I collaborate with this person? Oh, that's such a fucking lovely piece of advice. 
And that's whether that's showcasing them on the podcast or putting them in the magazine or reaching out to say, how can I help? And really, I take action. I I either will, if it's a a, a person or or a business, it's leaning into collaboration, which is, you know, my whole business of showcasing. So I'm very lucky in that it suits that It works, yeah. The other thing is that I probably would sit down and be like, I, you know, I'm the creator of my experience. If this person is taking, mm. you know, are you taking action? Because I think sometimes there's parts of me that's like comparison can come almost as well if you're, if you have been copping out a little bit, right? And yeah, you're just like, yeah. why isn't it working? But then if you ask yourself the question, have I actually what am I been doing? have I been giving this the best chance of success Mm -hmm. or have I been kind of cruising a bit and hoping that it would all just come to me or work Mm -hmm. out? And at the end of the day, creation and business requires focus and energy. And if you're not giving it focus and energy, then it's, it's a, it's a baby. It's, it's a creation that needs life force energy. Yeah. And if you're not giving it life force energy with your focus and your attention and carving out the time and doing what needs to be done, you know, and I, that's probably me being very hard on myself of being like, well, pull your finger out, get the mm-hmm. job done. Yeah. So collaboration for sure, but then taking accountability for like, yeah. am I showing up? And also sometimes it's just a surrender to be like, if I am showing up and there's no action more okay. that, then I trust that what's meant for me is coming and time and time again I've seen beautiful examples of, ah, yeah, I wasn't showing up on Instagram but this contact that I made years ago just reached Mm. out and asked me to write a program and Mm. that's not going to be all over Instagram but behind the the, the screens I'm working on something that I love to do. Yeah, I love that. Mm. I think there's a whole other podcast here about self-trust because I think comparison comes without a lack of trust in what your journey mm. is doing um yeah. so I think for me I love that by the way I'll be taking yeah. that like when you compare collab like move towards that collaboration if you're in that energetic state but for me as well what I, I think when I say like I want to cut myself off from the external noise and come home it's about coming home to trusting the journey mm-hmm. like trusting that I'm already on the path and if I have done the checklist I'm showing up in all the ways that I want to show up then there's nothing else to be done I get mm-hmm. to exhale I get to trust I'm already on the path so mm-hmm. stop pushing and feeling that like irritating like energy mm-hmm. like oh I've got to do more 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 you're doing it all just mm-hmm. exhale and allow this journey to take you on because mm-hmm. it's already going there you're already on the train mm-hmm. I love that Hey, can um can you lead the next conversation? Let's do part two, and you can do self trust and yes, I'd love and, that. And and we will go on that conversation. Okay, beautiful. Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so Thank grateful you so for much. You, Kay. So grateful for you. Thank you for having the real talk. Oh, so good. So amazing. Good. Lovely to have you as always. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.